Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always. It's your boy Cash, aka Exec P. What's happening, good people? Mm. Cash, for the new people who never heard of us and don't know what, what we do and what we're about, can you please enlighten them? Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast is a podcast about music, sports, entertainment, and culture. It's just two friends over 20 years of friendship. This is like just peeking into our, our text messages, our conversations in the background, where we talk about all those, all these different type of things. Mainly we talk about hip hop and sports each and every week. Occasionally we'll have artists on, we'll have entrepreneurs, we'll have people doing great things in the community, and we'll expand from there. So that's kind of what Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast is about. But yeah, man, I think I think I hit everything, man. It, what, what, how'd I do prayers? I mean, you did pretty good. And I will just be uh, upfront and honest with people. We try our best to get around to everything. And we talk about a lot of stuff that's going on, but we know we can't catch everything. We still got life that goes on and, you know, uh, other things around us that, that kind of pulls us in different direction. But we try to absorb as much as we can. And we're going to bring those conversations to you here on a weekly basis of what we, we, we don't want to jump off and, you know, start talking uh, about stuff that we really ain't even much delved into. So we kind of take those little portions out, but everything that we talk about here is just stuff that we didn't experience throughout the week and uh, uh, come across and feel like that's, that's worthy of a conversation. For sure. For sure. A- absolutely, man. You can't consume all these different type of things and neglect <laughs> your family pretty much, man. That's, that's where this, that's where it kind of stands, man, to be honest with you. Uh, so cash, what, what, what number we on right now? What episode number? Episode 134, man. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be forgetting unless I write it down in the notes. I'd be forgetting, man. It's just like, you know, well oiled machine at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, uh, I think last week I said, we, we only missed it by once or twice. In the two and a half, what two and a half years now? Like we've kind of been doing this. What it's two years? Yeah, and then, two years we've been doing this. Uh, but uh, yeah, we only missed our mark twice. Twice I want to say of not having it out uh, on Tuesday at five a.m. So we we kind of good on that for sure. And for the people out there in YouTube land, if you're viewing this right now, yeah, you you, you are just viewing a, a picture or whatever I decide to put up at the time. At this time we're recording, I don't have internet, so you know, hey, we gotta we gotta do what's uh, <laughs> what's best is go right back to what we're here for as far as a podcast is audio, audio only. So you know, hey, it is what it is. Internet went out on Thursday. It's Sunday as we record it. Still don't have internet. Don't know when I will. I live overseas in Germany, and uh, I'm at their will <laughs> at this point. And I think yeah, Prez yeah, knows yeah. how that is, man. When uh, when you know, a bunch of people gonna say. A bunch of people gonna say you ain't pay your internet bill, man. That's what's really <laughs> going on, man. You ain't pay your internet bill. Oh man, damn, <laughs> hey, shit. The, the day that happens, man, I'm falling on real hard time. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm telling you, just I've been over there, man. They're like, yeah, sometimes in the, it, it just goes out and it goes out for. I think I I had my guard for like a week and a half sometimes, and you just fighting with the company to get it back up and and to get no somebody, matter what they still gonna charge off. you charge for those. Full. Yeah, they. They're going to they gonna charge you in full still, man, even for this week that you were without it. It's, it. it sucks, man. And these kids going crazy over here, man. The kids going crazy without no Wi-Fi, man. It's just like, <laughs> damn it, I don't want to hang out with y'all no more, man. <laughs> 
took him to two movies this weekend, man. Been out out the house more often, but I mean, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, man. We got to spend a little bit more time time together. And um, yo, before I even forget, man, shout out to my my daughter. Her birthday was yesterday. She turned eighteen. So, man, it was a little, little sad moment, man. My baby girl's a, a full fledged adult now, man. But you know, still still got a lot to teach her. But man, time flies, bro. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And uh, yeah, man, over here, man, my family came down again. My whole family, like, so, uh, well, minus my one one sister who had to work. So, but had like uh, my sister came from Hawaii. Uh, mom them came down, and my sister from South Carolina came down. Uh, and uh, everybody was everybody. I said South Carolina, North Carolina, and uh, yeah, we went to a basketball game, and it was one of my nieces' uh, birthday as well on the twelfth. Uh, happy Happy birthday again, Jada. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, it was it was an action packed weekend. Oh man, yeah man, I can't I can't wait to be in your shoes, man, and to to be a lot more busier than I am here, man. We got a consistent flow. We don't really rock with too many people out here, you know. I think we on the downside of waiting till we you know get some place and find out where we're going to be living next or station next for folks that are in the military or have experienced that that life style so i think we're over being in germany we love being overseas don't get me wrong but i think we're are mentally we've transitioned into what's next and hopefully that's somewhere in the states where we could be close to family and you know do some of them, them things that you're into doing right now man so I, I know you're enjoying it and catching up on uh some lost time yeah 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 and you brought up the military stuff man so yeah this was a uh, veterans day uh, week so uh just want to tell all the veterans out there uh thank you for your service and uh you know thank you for what you gave what you uh volunteered to give up and everything and uh for the families as well who was involved alone for those travels uh thank you for your for your service as well yeah for sure for sure and a uh, quick plug man check out our boy uh and former co-host of the pod Hadrico live on youtube Hadrico live on youtube he posted a pretty dope speech that he had for some of his students at Bishop Gorman this past weekend. And it was just from a real place of how he's, um, you know, kind of giving back in service before self, you know what I mean? To me. And that's how it was uh, this past weekend in his speech. So if you guys want to listen to that, it was a really dope speech. And uh, just from, you know, a perspective of knowing him and and where we've all come from and and over the course of 20 years, man, it, it was dope to hear. Uh, especially from one of our peers. So y'all go check out Hadrico Live, mentor, life coach, and and, and a professional public speaker. So go check him out. Hey, and football coach. Hey, they team yeah. is doing real well. They about to go up to the championship, right? Yeah, champ- championship out in Vegas, Bishop Gorman out in Vegas this Thursday. So I think there's going to be some type of stream uh, for that. His son is playing as well. So shout out to uh, – Ben, little Ben, little big Ben, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's, yeah. he's doing his thing. Yeah. So, yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of great things going on for a lot of our, our different homies out here, all, all crushing it at life. So, you know, you are the company you keep and the crowd you claim, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for having a bunch of veterans that I know personally that push uh, me, you know, whenever they're doing things, and even though they don't know it. So shout out to them. Shout out to all the homies. Shout out, shout out to the group chat. They know who they are. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. With all that said, man, let's go on and hop in, hop into it. What we're gonna get on today? Yeah, man. I got some rapid fire stuff. Just how we feel about some things. Uh, some, uh, you know, we got Bone Thugs versus Three Six Mafia. So we got some versus talk. 
Astral World things going on, the Yay Jink Drink Chance Part Two that came out. Um, we also got Benny the Butcher, Signs of Jeff, Def Jam, our thoughts on that, some NBA talk, NFL, and we'll get into the albums like we normally do every week. So that's pretty much the show. What we get to, what we get to, we can't promise we'll get to everything. I know we listed a bunch of things, but, you know, Prez and I get the talking and then we go off on tangents. So <laughs> we intend to get to all those things I mentioned, but if we don't, call us out. We'll, we'll do better next week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, let's jump on into this, man. Let's start off with the Astro World, man. Like, uh, I mean, that was another sad event uh, that 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 happened, uh, or some some mishaps, some missteps. It seemed like uh, from the management wise or artist wise, they trying to blame it on some lawsuits filed. Some people lost their lives. I think it was a lot of misinformation at first about drugs being used or or. Uh, being inserted into people without their knowledge and just people passing out, just a, 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 a big celebration just turned into chaos and, and, you know, just nonsense basically over that during that time frame. What, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah. First off, man, prayers to, you know, all the families that had a life loss. I know they expected to go to a, a concert to have, one of the best times of their lives for some of his biggest fans. And to, to hear that news, you know, that got to be earth shattering. I can only imagine, um, especially having kids that are, are a fan of his or, or other artists like, like his and go to their concert. So, um, you know, prayers and, and um, you know, hopefully they're able to, to withstand their losses and stuff like that with this. But as far as my thoughts on it, man, uh, you know, I honestly got to say that, you know, it, a lot of people were, were blaming Travis and a lot of different misinformation, like you were saying, was going on. And I tried to to read up on all of that. But like, man, sometimes, man, so much negativity and death on my timeline and stuff like that. I got to I got to manage my own intake of this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Because I internalize this stuff. But, you know, I don't think it's Travis's fault. I, I, I think it's a, a bit of the uh, promoters. It's a bit of Live Nation. And you know what I mean? I think that that part of the security that had that has to be sewn up and they got to care more about people's safety versus just making that bag. You know what I mean? You, you can only imagine if them tickets are like fifty five dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars, depending on where there's their standing and standing room. And you have what, fifty thousand to, you know, seventy five thousand people out there. You see that bag right there is not a lot of whole cause for concern for security at the same time. You know what I mean? So I, I just feel like this is just one of those things that unfortunately had to happen. But I think moving forward, artists and folks like Live Nation and all the other concert promoters are going to have to be forced, especially for festivals, to tighten up security. Because this this was out of hand, man. Like, you know what I mean? And, and people will talk about Travis saying, inciting these these mosh pits and shit like that. And I long <laughs> was like, yo, when, since when at a hip hop concert do we rave and, and do all that? You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't yeah. our thing. You know what I mean? But you got to understand that Travis demographic is younger, a younger audience. Um, predominantly, it might be a lot of white kids. You know what I mean? That are into the raving, into the mosh pitting, into that that type of stuff. And I don't mean to typecast people, but I mean, it is what it is if I'm just looking at it objectively. So some of these things are inciting 
the 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 raging, raving, and mosh pits and all those different type of things. This this kind of stuff was bound to happen, left unchecked. Hate that it happened, but I don't place no blame on Travis Scott. I don't place I don't place all the blame on Travis Scott. I don't place all the blame on Live Nation. I just think it's a combination of both that have to acknowledge that things have to get better at this point as far as the security of the people that are coming to the concerts. Like you got to have some type of empathy or some type of heart for the people that are paying you. And that that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, me, like looking back and watching this thing as it unfolds, uh, you get a bunch of social media hits and stuff like this and what you think and all this stuff can be like one sided. I, I I think in situations like this, it's, it's truly you got to wait and see and see what comes out in a court case and everything, because a lot, a lot of just instant reactions to bad point of views. You know what I mean? Like it's, it can be a number of things that went wrong. I know like I, I seen the people rushing the stage and stuff like this and rushing through security, why they didn't stop it, why it was a hold up on this. And a lot of questions for me that was just like kind of left unanswered. And in situations like this, I'm, I'm just willing to just sit back and wait and see. I, I'm not really willing to point the blame at nobody uh, as of as of yet, you know, Um could the artists do something? Is this something that they hadn't seen before? Was it un, un I mean, this is what fifth year or so that they did this Houston, yeah, uh, yeah. Astro World. So it, it just got bigger and bigger. Is it because of that it got overwhelmed and they didn't have enough staff there? Did the pandemic kind of play into it? Where this is people being bottled up for a year and this is a big event that everybody comes out to. Could drugs be involved? all this stuff all all the number of things man and just people enclosed into a a situation like this maybe they need to take it to a bigger venue Uh, but I'm at a wait and see approach Uh, I I need more info I need more details and a lot of that stuff ain't gonna come out until like the court cases and and all the litigation is kind of done on that and I'm, I'm at the wait and see point before I just jump out and just tag along with everybody in social media and point blank same, same here, man. I, I really, I don't take my news from social media. I know a lot of people do, and, and the different things that you see on there, and some of it is some decent reporting. But all in all, man, I like to read for myself from um, reputable sources. So, unfortunately, Instagram and Twitter are not it unless it's, it's going to a source that I can trust. You know what I mean? And that's that's just left up to you as the the reader and interpreter of information. So. Yeah, again, wait and see approach. Like I said, I can't really point the finger at one entity. It's just it's, it's a lot of shit that needs to change in terms of uh, the, these concerts and these festivals. And I, and I think that the money that they make off the people don't need to be priority, number one. I think it needs to be the safety. That needs to be a, a priority in putting together this event or events like these. So that's that's my final thoughts on it. Yep. Okay, uh, what do you want to roll to next? Yeah, man, we got some happier stuff, man. Uh, we got some uh, verses coming out. So we got two announcements this week, Shaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills. That's happening first, so that's on November 18th. So if you are a hip-hop head and you're listening or you're a music head in any capacity, you got to love Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. We've been af- asking for Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan, but not necessarily this combo, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, I grew up on the music You've grown up on 
the the remixes in, in the music that you listen to from probably 95 or earlier up until now you just may may not know about it and i'm i'm happy that you know my moms and aunties are gonna get to see this and then some of the younger folks that actually tune in to it so um but yeah this this is my kind of music press so i'm I'm excited man i can't wait to see it yeah 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 i just uh when the minute i heard this i was just like well shaka uh Kanye did a good little part of bringing her back into the, well, putting her out in the forefront from the younger generation. I ain't, I ain't taking away from what she did and what she did for the thing. But I mean, you got to remember, like, a lot of people probably didn't. And then, you know, through the wire and all that stuff. And then, you know, the what she done gave as comments towards it and didn't really kind of appreciate it, how it was used and stuff like this. I'm just very curious. Do she use that in the verses? <laughs> <laughs> like if the crowd ain't going her way, like and then you know I gave such hits, such, blah, 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 and then play that song, you know. Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, I think be, it would be dope to kind of play up up until like you know current times on things that she's been on. So I, I think that would be fire, and you know what I mean. But uh, who knows? But with the you, demographic. You, you saying fire? I'm just saying like yeah, it's kind of hypocritical. If, I, if she does use it, like you better stay away from that. Like you can't come out there and get those derogatory <laughs> statements and then turn around and try to use it to be, to your benefit and stuff like this. You either down it and don't 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 like it, or are you you glad that you lent your voice to it and. Uh, the audience that it helped you gain even more. So oh man. shit, I, I didn't even know that she uh she didn't speak highly of the the feature. No, she didn't like her voice being changed up into the like the chip. Man, it was so it was so many years. I and and like I said, she didn't talk up and down on it at points in time. So I don't know what her exact stance is now. But I know like I I remember some of the some of those interviews and stuff that she did where she was like, yeah, t- changing it to the chipmunk voice and didn't really appreciate everything they did, which she could took it, take it back. And yeah, it's, it's that, that, that those interview clips and audio is out there. So. All right. All right. So yes, again, Stephanie Mills versus Chaka Khan, November 18th. And then, you know, for you hippity hoppers out there, bone thugs versus three, six mafia press. Come on, man. T- tell me how you feel about this one. I know, I know you got to be man. excited for this. Yes, I am. But uh, I mean, Bone got some classics. They got the classes that's gonna go through just everywhere. People, people, the first of the month. They got surefire hits. They got surefire hits, man. And that goes through different decades. But I think Three Six Mafia, you know, they got those down south classics, and they know how to move a crowd as well. So, how long? I don't, I don't know. How long is a Bone Thugs catalog? How many songs are you going to do? Are they going to come out with straight 10, straight off the jump, and then just they like destroy it? And it's, yeah, yeah. It's the biggie joints, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is, is they just going to just like shut it down immediately, or are they going to leave a little open space? Because we know sequencing, sequencing uh, got a lot to do with these things, and that's kind of how people win and lose these things. So, Yeah. But you know, as for me, man, like I, I like I said, man, like I told you guys on group chat, I really don't have a whole lot of frame of reference on both of these these groups in terms of, you know, I don't claim to know all things hip hop or be into all things from all areas. I never was into three six. You know, so will there be songs at three six and Bone Thug play that's familiar to me? Absolutely. You mentioned a few and of I them miss on my Bone Uncle Thug Charles, side. y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I'm I'm familiar with the hits, but I can't have a a hip hop conversation with too many people on three, six or bone thugs in terms of like deep cuts. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just not familiar with them. So when I heard this announcement, I was like, ah, that's kind of off. And then 
you know, this one kind of really, to me, won't be a versus. It's like a, a celebr- <laughs> the celebration thing that people keep saying. Uh, Somebody's got to win or lose, Cass. Yeah, I know somebody's somebody got to win or lose. I, I just don't see Bone Thugs being a battle type. You know what I mean? I don't see them. I don't know. I haven't ever seen them in performance. Like, them, them cats is ultra laid back every time. You know, I'm seeing them rap on a few times I've seen them rap. So, I don't know if they got the records that could translate into a, a versus type thing like theme you know what i mean like it, i think the locks and dipsets spoil me <laughs> you know what i'm saying in terms of just that that aggression and the the lyricism not to say that bone thugs don't have lyricism i'm just saying that that was that's not my they're not my thing as far as uh just artists or groups that i, I follow and actively gr- coming up so i mean I'll, I'll catch it when i catch it can't say i'm like super excited about it but i know a lot of people are and, and i know they mean a lot to a lot of a lot of folks out there as far as their music worldwide. So, but it's just not, they never been for me. And, and I guess that's it. It is what it is for me on that. But are you going to watch? Nah, this ain't one I will wake up to watch. I mean, you got to, you know, understand I'm overseas. So, like I said, I'll catch it when I catch you it. You'll catch the replay. Yeah, I'll catch the replay. You know what I mean? But it won't, it won't be a priority on my list. I'll catch it for the culture. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Speaking of catching stuff just for the culture, man. Speak on this Yay Part Two. All right, man. So uh, you know, Yay was on Drink Champs Part Two, so all of the salacious and headline and clickbait stuff that went out on Part One. Part Two, to me, like I told you before, man. In uh, Part One, I, I saw a guy that wasn't as crazy as he's being made out to be. Uh, so to speak, a lack of better words, but I just saw him clearly expressing free thought and it, it was what it is. You take it, take it or leave it. You know, I'm not a, you know, I understand that with Ye, you know, it looked like he was in a relaxed environment in part one, part two, he looked even more, more relaxed and what he was saying. So whether I agree or disagree with some of the things that were said in either interview, I do like that he was able to get his point across and then didn't seem incoherent and didn't seem like the the times where I would see Charlemagne interview him or Joe Rogan. It didn't it just seemed like me and you having a conversation. And I think it was because of the familiarity with Nori and stuff like that. But I mean he had a lot of a lot of things on there and I think it was honorable to have Larry Hoover Jr. on there in terms of just talking about his father and, and things that his father's going through. And, um, you know, the the MAGA hat yay thing, you know, I know everybody gets on them about that and how they feel about that. And however, you know, you can feel how you want to feel about the support of uh, Trump. But, you know, I do, you know, support the release or what he's trying to do, uh, Larry Hoover. So, I mean, this man spent down there 50 years in prison. I know what he went to prison for. I know what, you know, when he went to up to Colorado uh, to prison from Illinois, you know, you know exactly what it was for, and you know how he was doing things illegally in in jail. But you know, moving forward, fifty years is fifty years, bro. And the amount of lifetimes that he got is ridiculous. And under the First Step Act, he qualifies to get out. And a lot of people that was on his case are out. You know why? Why? Why isn't he out? I'm not into a lot of legal mumbo jumbo and what's uh, kind of comes with that, but. I'd say that's admirable as far as um, the interview goes and lending his platform to that continuously. Like that's been a constant thing. So it's like a gift and a curse with Ace. He's going to say a lot of things that don't quite make sense. And then he's going to say some thought provoking things that you're like, okay, 
I can see how you arrive to that. For me, I, I don't get riled up either way with Ye, one way or other. I, I never get riled up with him because he's just like anybody else out there. I take what you got to say. I'll take the positive and whatever comes from that and then all of the negative shit or the shit I don't agree with. I just won't agree with it, but it won't make me angry. It won't upset me. I don't have to down talk, talk to dude. He's just, just another artist who's given, you know, lending his platform to the things he wants to lend his platform to. And whether I can relate or not, it's neither, neither here nor there. I mean, I think the further he goes up as far as the money he makes and the different people he's, he's around, he's going he's gonna to have a different worldview than I will at where I'm at in life and, and who I'm around and things I've seen. So, but part two, two was good, man. Um, two was good, man. I think he had perfect balance on there in terms of what he was talking about as far as his mental health. So if you guys know, in part one, I was kind of like, I wish he dived a little bit more into his, uh, into his mental health and how he feels about people calling him crazy and all that. And then um, he came out with a quote and I'll read it. It says the declaration of insanity is a form of censorship and control. So if more than enough people say you crazy, you crazy, you crazy, you crazy, eventually the people that it's going to, which is us, eventually you're going to believe that he's crazy. When really is he crazy or is he just speaking his truth and you just don't agree? Is that crazy? You know what I mean? And at that point, I'll, you know, I'll toss it to you, Prez. Uh, that's there's a lot of different things he said on there. But I mean, part part one was the debate. Uh, and part two is where if you came back for more, it probably don't have nearly as much views in the first couple, you know, days is out. It's not been talked about as much. But of course, that's, I mean, that's what people are into, the negativity, the call outs, the shout outs to the different people that were shouted out um, in the first part. But the second part, it, it was more a regular conversation, man. And you got to get inside the head of yay without a lot of, again, crazy talk for lack of better words. So I, I like part two as well. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm just be honest with this little portion. Like, uh, like I said, like I don't get to everything. I don't hear everything. I listened to about 15 minutes of this and then uh, haven't got to the rest of it. Do I think I'm going to get to the rest of it? I don't know. It's not going to be anytime soon for me. The portion I heard though, uh, the first part, I told you like the same thing. Like if I wasn't doing this for the pod, I'll probably listen to five minutes because yay is just, he's not the type of person I relate to. I don't find his claims of being the stream, the, the leader and, and, you know, the person that he view himself as, as the same person I view him as to do musically. Uh, he did some amazing things. Uh, but as we know, to his credit, all those ain't just because of him. I mean, he had people that assisted him in all those aspects of just getting on and coming on and how he didn't use it. Now I will acknowledge like his, you know, dabbling in fashion and going, going on the fashion sense and going into uh, the ownership of things like he didn't kind of, he didn't did that real well. Uh, but others are in those lanes as well that I feel like you don't kind of like acknowledge. And then uh, his appreciation that he had, for the artists that help them like get out there and get, get known, uh, especially like uh, you, when you're complaining about a record deal and then, you know, your, your artists are complaining about it, but then you try to downplay them just like any other company. Like it is, it, he, he goes about things very political and then the way he goes about it political, it's just like, I don't know which side is real. And at that point I just tune, tune you out. Even to speak on, you know, 
the MAGA stuff that you want to talk about. Like he goes on, he'll go to that side and then he'll turn around and try to do something truly for the culture or something like this going with the Larry Hoover. It's just like a play. And it, it, it seemed like, like he's saying, like the peak behind the curtain and you got to see the bigger picture. Well, I don't necessarily see it. it, it everything seems like it's a way to benefit yay. It seems like a, always a, a publicity move or a political type move. None of it seems it just don't come off as genuine to me. I don't, I don't know how else to put that. Like, so when the dude don't come off as genuine and then, uh, you know, just the way he just kind of the, the narcissist part of it, it just, I, I just don't feel, I just don't feel what yay. So I understand how others can gravitate to him and understand like, that's why you may say the views was high on the other ones because he commands that, that much attention. But I think, I would like to think a lot of the reason the views will probably be down on this one because a lot of people are, you know, in the same point of view that I am. It's just like, okay, that was enough for a little bit. Maybe I need a little space between what Ye's saying and, <laughs> and his train of thought. Uh, but yeah, cause it, it, it just be here and there and then back to here. And it, it don't correlate at all to me. Yeah. I feel, I feel you. I feel you. He brought up, a, you know, when you said something about the maggot thing again, I was like, uh, I was thinking like he, he brought up a point to where when Ice Cube met with Trump, he got met with the same type of vitriol and hate and anger from folks who just didn't fuck with Trump at all. You know, do you feel like. Do you feel like that that same type of hate in your not hate from you, but just. uh do you feel like coming from Cube? Did you accept Cube meeting with Trump and having a conversation with somebody you don't agree with, or how, like in general in life, like how do you, how do you deal with those different type of uh, instances in where you work with somebody or somebody work, you know, that are close with you don't share the same views? How do you iron shit out? Like how do you get to to the bigger picture? So with Cube, I think you got to go off just like the, I mean, just like with anything, like when, when we're saying like we want more information and stuff like this and you, they done built up the uh, the reputation, their resume stands behind them. And like he done spoke on a lot of issues throughout his time in the <laughs> in rap, like just from the onset, just the way things were and, and the way society viewed it. So, you know, well, you, you would think and you would take from his resume that he's always had those political thoughts and you know that forward movement for the culture and everything so you you kind of get him a little bit more leeway the only problem i had with with cube was just not being as transparent not showing like what 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 he was trying to get and the approach that he said like i said i think like you should put out uh your team a little bit more. I mean, cause cube ain't got all the answers. Like he, I'm using yay stuff. Now and you ain't got the answers cube. Uh, but you know, he can't answer everything that's in the interview. So I think like if he's traveled with a little bit more team or, or mentioned that team a little bit more, it would have made everything go a little bit easier. You know what I mean? Everybody who's going for president, they, they got a complete team with them. And when you're saying that you want to, make a change. I know it's not cube sitting there writing these things. I think you got to give us a little bit more of the, the resume of your team, you know, put them on a little bit more and let us understand what's your aspects and who, what's, what's the end goal a little bit more instead of just saying like, Oh, I got this one. Well, I forget what was the name of it. Uh, his, his program that he had that he was trying to do uh, the contract with black America. That's what it was. Right. I don't remember exactly, but that's, that sounds, pretty close if it's not that the name of it yeah 
Yeah. And then how that benefits us. I just thought it could be spoke on a little bit more. Uh, so I, if you're talking about my take on from him to Kanye, that is why. Because Cube had the history and everything with it and constantly talking on these issues. He never shied away from it. So uh, he got a little bit more leeway. He brought a little bit more, uh, what would you call it? Like you, 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 you buy a little bit more uh, equity with us. You know what I mean? On your thoughts on this, but yay. I mean, we just know yay just from doing wild shit, you know, <laughs> and just crazy off the wall and nobody understanding it. You know what I mean? The rants and everything else. Like, like even when he did, I think that was like at the time he did his presidential little rant and out there talking about, uh, his abortion or uh, Kim's abortion that he wanted her to do and stuff like this. Like, so it just, yeah, that was the problem with Ye. <laughs> Not just going up to Trump. It was just like everything engulfed around him at the same time with cube. It was a little bit more focused. Cube was in the contract. What What is this contract with black America and how does that benefit us all? And not just your California point of view, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, that's that's the uh the enigma that is yay. I mean, he's uh, you know, he he feels like he's a leader and wants to be a leader. Uh do I feel like he he is? Uh you know, I I don't know, man. It, whatever his attempts are, whatever his wife's attempts are, you know, with her taking a bar and trying to free people, I mean, that that's commendable. Like you you can't deny that at all. What he's trying to do for Larry Hoover, can't can't deny that and and other other people in Larry Hoover's situation uh as far as my leaders i know you said something on that last podcast and you you can speak to it if you like but uh you know my leaders don't necessarily have to be perfect don't have to not have a drink not smoke a blunt you know what i mean like my leaders don't necessarily have to have that because i'm a leader i feel you know in my community and my around my family and things like that and i'm far from perfect my thoughts are far from how everybody else how everybody else thinks so, you know, I kind of give grace to that. But again, like I said in the very beginning, I take people for what they worth. And I, you know, I choose to either side with you and support you or, or not based on I'm not sure if I really completely on board with everything you're saying. So that's kind of where I'm at with Ye. I'm I'm indifferent with Ye. It's not that I agree with Ye, not that I disagree with Ye. I'm just I hear him out. He's a he's a voice of the culture of what we kind of grew up on listening to music wise. Sometimes he says shit that makes sense. Sometimes he says shit that's a head scratcher. And that that's kind of where I'm at with you. I'm, I'm indifferent, man. Indifferent. Yep. And I'm not going to speak anything further on it because I haven't listened at the whole conversation. So uh, I just tell you on the piece I spoke uh, like I listened to. And it was just it was a hard bridge to cross just from the way he was down in people and his love political point of views to now this political point of view. And it was just like, well, they're they seem a long ways off and it's hard to connect to me. Yeah. All right, man. So let's, let's, let's move on, man. Let, let's get back to some, some music and, and get into the, the actual, some cool stuff that's happening in the hip hop culture. So you got Snoop Dogg. He has a uh, leadership position now at, at Def Jam and I'll look it up while we kind of discuss it. But the main point I wanted to bring up really, man, was Benny the Butcher announced as one of the new assignees to Def Jam. How do, how do you feel about this and, and what's going on with Benny's career as it's ascending and the next album from him, which we all feel like is going to be Tanner Talk 4? 
How, how do you feel like this is going to catapult him moving forward into being one of the, the next guys up? So uh, you got to help me out a little bit on this one, man. Like, uh, so what does this mean for Griselda? Is Griselda getting signed? Is that going to be part of the imprint? Is he just going to Def Jam for more promotion? Like, uh, I, I, like we we seen this a time before with Jay when he had the uh, position at Def Jam and stuff like that. He used to be in the Snoop and stuff like this, and you know they kind of still switch off. I, I, I'm more to the the ownership of your things, and I thought that's what Benny was pushing with the Griselda and everything. So. Uh, him going back up on the imprint and going back more into the to the fold is 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 head stretching. Yeah, so it looks like Snoop was appointed Def Jam's executive creative consultant. So that was back in like June, and, then, and he mentioned it on Joe Rogan. So that's kind of where the news broke. This what on the twelfth of November, and then soon soon enough, you saw Benny the Butcher kind of the pictures of him signing. So that's kind of Snoop Dogg's role. I would say from all all accounts, I don't have the specifics, but from what I've seen and, and looked at, it's just like kind of how Wu-Tang was, right? You had Wu-Tang as a group signed to one label and every, every individual artist was able to branch out to sign their own deal, stay independent if they wanted to. That, that was up to them. So they kind of divided and conquered so everybody can freely release albums whenever they wanted to release albums or go sign a major whenever they wanted to sign a major. Just think of it as the locks. You know what I'm saying? You know how Styles P is independent and yeah. he drops, how he drops and Kiss prefers to be signed by the labels. Same same thing here. Griselda's not going. I think Griselda is still, uh, not Griselda, but Conway is with Shady and he has yet to release his full-length album. So they all doing different things, but they're still collectively together from all accounts and that's kind of what Westside Gun had mentioned in his post kind of, you know, bigging up. Benny and just that accomplishment of being signed to such a historic label in Def Jam. So that's kind of where it's at. Well, then I, I don't know the, I don't know this man's contract. I don't understand. Like, uh, I'm not going to act like I do. So I ain't got nothing. I'm pretty sure he makes good sound decisions. It elevated his career to this point. So I'm pretty sure it's the best deal for him. And, you know, I just want to applaud him. Like, Hey, Hey, if you're getting money, get money. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think I don't know if it's such a bad thing to sign to a major. Like, how do you feel about signing to a major versus staying indie? Do you want guys to continue to get it out the mud? And because you know, when you independent, you you definitely got more control in your hands. But you know, at the at the same time, I think like when you go to a major, a lot of that the heavy lifting is off your shoulders. But if you have built up credibility being independent, you've learned the game. So they have to respect kind of you. You have a little bit more cachet in how you move within that deal. I would, I would hope. I would hope. To be totally honest, I don't even know what to think no more. I mean, like you hear so many people down in like the big companies and stuff like this, but then you see the bigger artists still signing to them after like all the stuff that we got out there talking against it. And it, it never, it rarely seems like it works in harmony. It always seems like somebody's getting messed over uh, on, on these. So I don't understand why it's a, in this day and age, is it still getting done? It just seems like build up your own team and, and move forward or, but I mean, like I said, we just talked about the interview with Ye complaining about it, like his, his record deals and stuff like that. That's been signed to like the, the, the big record companies. And now we got Benny who 
all the information is out there, still signed into a big company. Like, like I said, I don't know what's in the contract. I, I would think that he would get the best deal for him. I want to big him up on that, you know, and get your money. But I, I really don't know what to think about these big record company deals because they didn't, I mean, artists and history just has us thinking indifferent about them. We appreciate it. I mean, because they, they do a good job on publicizing, getting stuff on radio play and, you know, it helps create a better sound. You get better producers and all this stuff, but it don't ever seem to work out on the back end for uh, the artist. So, I mean, most, most of our, our favorite artists are signed to major, major labels at some point or, or another, right? Because you yep. got, you got a, I know J. Cole's independent, but he has like Rock Nation records underneath him. Then, right, I know Kendrick has uh, Interscope, correct? Yeah, but he's leaving TDE. Yeah, yeah, to pursue his own independent independent label. But these, will, he be 100%, will he be 100% independent or will he be like a partnership? You know what I'm saying? So th- there's different, like you said, there's different type of legal mumbo jumbo that's in there that we probably will never know unless the artist feels like they want to break that down. You know what I mean? Because... I also feel like some of it, and I'm not saying it's you, but I feel like some fans, when they see artists sign to major labels and, and, and think exactly how you think, is just like all doom and gloom. And I wonder, and you can answer this from your perspective, I wonder if it's for, like, damn, man, are we going to lose the Benny that we fuck with? You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. are we going to lose him? Are we not going to get the music because he's going to be involved in the label bullshit to where it's not how time. much creative control how right, much creative right. control he got it, well, what is, yeah what is it like are we against labels or the creative control and the frequency and the 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 type of music that comes out from it because he made it here by putting out whatever he felt was good and his mm-hmm. team felt was good now when you have other people in the building it, it's def jam but you know def jam has reshuffled so much like other other labels in the industry with personnel that come in and come out. It's kind of like, you know, when you work in the same company and different people move to different positions, but it's all the same people and no real innovative change (laughs) as, as, you know what I mean? Like I I know I'm being very surface level, but I'm just trying to paint the picture of like how I, how I think and how I think other people think. Well, what do you think about that? Like, as far as, is it, you know, we just don't hope to not lose the creativity and the music that we actually like from artists. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, we spoke on this about the big crit and, and J Cole, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, and, and I think even when we heard the first news of Kendrick, uh, I, I, sometimes it went well. Sometimes it hasn't like when the artist has too much control. So, uh, sometimes the curation can kind of help out, uh, somebody, sometimes the other voice in the room, you know, even though you may think it's negative, it's going to get you to elevate. It's, it depends on what that artist want in their future. You know what I mean? Are you fine with the fan base that you got? And, or you think it can dwindle down and you can still maintain and just get paid over time and just be a, a, a solidified artist, like say a la little brother or something like that. You know what I mean? It seems like they, they make enough to live and they're, they're fine with that and just putting out good music uh, versus <clears throat> somebody who want to maintain or elevate past that, that other status and be a superstar, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like who's, who's the brain trust that you, that you want in the room that's curating your moves. Like who do you trust the most? Because that's yeah. ultimately what's going to get, you out of here as in terms of your career or where you're aspiring for it to be by signing 
to a major. You know what I mean? You just definitely got to have the people in there that you trust from the label that are the ones that signed you. So hopefully Snoop Dogg stays on, you know what I mean, to see this mm-hmm. through and he's not done in a year before Benny's album comes out because then you have a whole new regime that comes in and then that may knock things off. You know, you may have Benny supporters in the building and not necessarily have Benny supporters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's, it's a it's a tough decision to make if, if you're an artist. But I mean, like I said, either way it go right now, the it. risk, the risk is off him. Like, I mean, he's putting it in this bigger company's hands. So hey, he, he didn't brought what he think that his value is and he sold that portion to him. Now it's on them to make it blossom even more or or let it crash, but he's gotten his payday out of it. And, you know, he's, I don't know how many record deals that he got or how many records he's going to have to produce out of it. But I mean, yeah, you he know, gets his again, money. yeah, yeah. Again, he on, I don't say he's on borrowed time, but you know, Benny and Rusty Griselda's kind of started a little bit later in the game in terms of just their, their ascendance. So I kind of can understand like, yo, this shit got to happen. This shit got to happen soon. You know what I mean? Because I may not want to be rapping well into my forties, even though a lot of guys are doing it and doing it at a high level right now. I, I just feel like maybe he just wants to accelerate the career. So, and I've always seen him being that type of guy. I mean, like you could see it with the hit boy joint. Benny could do, he can do um, mainstream music. It may not be the mainstream music we used to, but I, I think he can do it or he showed the ability to get to that point. So what will be, what will be the trade-off? Will the people still love, love that type of music that comes out? Will he keep it consistent? Who knows? But, Overall, man, I'm I'm uh, happy for him. Like I said, historic label. Hopefully, Snoop is able to to head that position and and steer Def Jam and because Def Jam hasn't really done a whole lot that I'm that I've seen and maybe I'm tripping. Uh, y'all let me know, but I you know the last couple of years I really haven't heard many many labels be the the catalyst for artist success. So I've seen a lot more independence and a lot more of the artists doing their thing versus what the label's doing behind the scenes. So, but that's my two cents, man. That's my two cents. I'll leave it at that. Okay. And then, uh, I mean, let's, I mean, I think that's just about, or do you want to talk about some of the albums that released? Or yeah, that's a per- perfect segue. Yeah, we could stay okay. into to music, keep it consistent. We get into the sports later. So, uh, shoot. I mean, shit. If you, I've listened to this album. We'll talk about some albums, man. Silk Sonic, and evening with Silk Sonic. I, I've listened mm-hmm. to this album about four or five times now, press. And I, I gotta say, man, uh, I hate I hate to steal other people's slang or whatever, but this is a <laughs> immaculate auntie music. Like, it, I just I, I just gotta say it, man. I haven't seen there's not a weak song on here, and I thought I was gonna have a problem with it. I thought I was going to have a problem with it being as short as it is, but with my attention span and shit like that, it ended up being the perfect mix after all this, this long ass wait. I love it, man. How, how do you feel about it? Uh, same way. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, and I think I said, I was on record with saying this uh, before that that group Silk Sonic is just gold right now, man. They could just go print money, man. They, they resonate with so many different, uh, genres of music and and person and people like i i'm i'm very interested to see like what their concert mix is going to be like when they do and then whenever they do put on the concert they it's just going to print gold man like that, that just is <laughs> it's a especially, perfect match 
Uh, I think it had like one song where I was just like, eh, the the one where I think Anderson Pack was uh, uh, rapping a little bit more. That one was okay. (laughs) I knew knew you you was going. It kind of killed the mood of it. Like, but I mean, like uh, other than that, like uh, it was it was good, and it's not a bad song. It was just like kind of went a different lane than I was expecting. Yeah, Uh, than I was expecting on the album. So, but uh, other than that, man, it's 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 good, man, and it's a lot of catchy catchy tunes that. You can't deny or <laughs> that's good listens, man. And ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I appreciate everything they doing and uh, how they coming out with music and releasing it, man. I like guess they they put together an album that you can very well see them getting called for any event uh, that's going to be playable in backgrounds of music. Like they're going to be making money off this. And that's what I appreciate. They're going to be making money off this for a long time. Yeah, you know the you know how long that Bruno Mars the last album that he dropped lasted in in this musical space like it that shit lasted damn near two years. I'm still hearing that uh, Bruno Mars records off his last album, and I think this has that same type of feel, man. Like like you said, Press, you could put this on around anybody. You you could play this around your grandmama down to to your kids, man, and everybody gonna jam jam with this, man. Like. In the context of the project, leave the door open, skate, and then I'm more recently smoking out the window the songs that we we've heard and, and enjoyed. And a lot of people complain about like, damn, where's the project? Where's the project? Is you know, maybe this should have came in the summer or whatnot, but damn it if they didn't knock it out the park, man. Like production wise, immaculate. Immaculate. Like, have you listened to this on some 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 good ass speakers in your car? Turned yeah, up loud, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I listened in every uh, snare. I listened at the house, in the car, at work, in my headphones, at the gym. Like it's, yeah, it's all they, good. They I got no complaints. They smoked it. I love, I love the instrumentation. Uh, I, I love the singing. I like the, the the distinction in both their voices. You know what I mean? Even the fly is me. You know the the rapping, of course. You know it is what it is. I saw. I know Big Sean has some uh, writing credits. I forget what song on here. So I thought that was dope as well. That Big Sean was involved in some way or another, as far as that goes. Hopefully, it wasn't on the fly as me, <laughs> right? But oh, you talking it, about the ass, 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 ass? Yeah, man. yeah, that Big Sean, <laughs> <laughs> that Big Sean. <laughs> See, as much as I hate yeah, as much as I hate yeah, he does say some stuff that just catches and is gonna stick with you for a while. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, but yeah, man, I think this was. This is well worth it. This is well worth the wait. I, I enjoy it. I it was hard for me to go back to anything rap this weekend. You know what I mean? Even though I did listen to some other shit, but it was hard for me to go back to rap because this was so put together well, man. And honestly, man, I, I think we need to do more R and B because to be honest with y'all, fun fact, I listen to more R and B than rap. Flat out. <laughs> Flat out. And it is it's just like stuff like this, man. We got a lot of R and B to get to, but but again, man, like this is this is a dope body of work, man, and I don't see it really leaving people's consciousness. I don't think it, you know, leaves nowhere because I don't know who else album wise that's gonna Some drop. Some of these songs next. are still gonna be getting played a year from now. That's what. That's yeah, what yeah, I think Adele it's still gonna be hits on the radio. It's still gonna be part of the rotation. It ain't coming out no time soon. That's I think that's the main point you was getting off with, like the yeah. Bruno Mars and what you're trying to say, right? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much, because that that album fucking had legs. Like a motherfucker, his last solo album, and like I said, man, combined together on tour, like you said, yeah, man, they can't they can't make money faster. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as these tour dates, 
go live, man. I, I ho- hopefully they they come overseas. If not, I'm sure I'll catch them somewhere in the states by the time I get back to the states. Because this 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 concert gonna have a full full year run, and I'm I'm super familiar. I know you're familiar with Anderson Pox's solo mm-hmm. catalog. I think a lot more people may be familiar with Bruno Mars' solo catalog and what he's done. But you're gonna be surprised when Anderson Pox come out there and how how fucking talented he is with all of the different instruments. Do you he think plays. they do you think they do it like a watch the throne type tour where they didn't really have any too many got uh, to open got to. acts. It was just them and I mean that's got just, to. I like that's just collecting the money for themselves a lot more. So got you you got to unless you want to take a little bit of break here and then I mean I think it would be dope to have, you know, one or two people just so, you know, they they these guys get a break, but or have a more condensed and focused show, and that way they can. But focus you remember on how the hits. Watch the Throne was like they they came out, they'll do a song mm-hmm. together, then they'll split, and like one person will stay on while the other person taking a break, and then do a couple songs together, and then swap out and let the other person take. Hey, so I, I with these two per, uh, with these duos and stuff like that, it seemed like it's a little bit more manageable. So I, I don't know. We'll see how it yeah. goes. But like I said, like. If I'm any other act, I'm I'm hoping they don't do that. I'm like I'm trying to get on this tour and get me some of this money. I'm trying to get that bread for sure. <laughs> for sure. I don't care. I, I don't hope care. they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. But this this tour and what they're doing with this project, man, well, well executed. Complain all you want about it being short. It's freaking thirty minutes. It's eight songs, nine tracks total. So hey, I'm I'm here for it, especially in my attention span time frame. I'd rather you make a very, very focused eight song project and none of the songs be whack and everything feels like you put your all into it versus you giving me album filler any day. That's where I'm at with mine. All Next right. up for us. Ne- the ne- baby. Ne- the baby, the baby, back on my baby Jesus shit again, man. I, I'll let you lead here, man. How do you feel about this project? I know you listened to it a few times. I mean, you know, everybody knows about the controversy that's going on with the uh, baby and, like, you know, how they was trying to cancel him and everything. And I think this project, you know, kind of put him back in a, in a good light as far as, like, musically. You know what I mean? Like, he released uh, these seven songs. A lot of them was just, like, one or two verses and just, like, two verses on there, uh, quick, in and out good musically and you know reestablish itself a little bit like on this i really did appreciate this and you know short listen as well and yeah i mean yeah that's that's kind of what i got from the baby yeah he came in doing what he normally does man with draws and uh, i mean for maybe a project or two i kind of he didn't grab me immediately for a project or two there and uh, i'm not looking at his catalog um, right in front of me right now, but I'll probably say my brother, my brother's keeper was cool. He had some good songs on there. I remember us liking it, but uh, I think you probably actually had it more so. Um, yeah, your I like that. Value. Yeah, the Gucci Pico. And then blame it on baby. You know that was another one to where it was like it's good, but he had a he had a nice little run prior to blame it on baby with Kirk and then um, baby on baby. So. You know, he had a little, not slip up, total slip up, but it just was like, okay, we starting to get used to you. What's next? So, but this right here after the controversy, I think this is a good, don't necessarily put an album out. Let's let's toss back the EP. Let's see how the people feel about me <laughs> real quick before I jump out with a full-fledged album. And I think uh, at clocking in at just under uh, 13 minutes, it's, it's a dope, dope um, project, man. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I like the Kodak back feature. 
he came on and sounded really Yeah, I was going to say shout out shout out to both of them, Kodak Black and uh, 21 Savage for still fucking yeah. with the man despite all the negativity around it right now. Right, right. And those songs are levels um, featuring Kodak Black respectively and uh, um, Stick Up, Sticked Up, 21 Savage. And uh, 21 Savage is having a nice... A nice little run of uh, features. He's he's continuing to do that. Every time I hear him, man, he always says some shit that makes me laugh to where it's just like, it's so painfully, obviously clear. It's nothing super clever, but it's like directly in your face. And I, and I like I like his style and approach, man. So I can't wait for his next project, to be honest with you. But yep, back on my baby Jesus shit again. Y'all go check it out. Again, this is a quick listen. You know what I mean? Get Throw that on your playlist if you hit the gym, if you run or whatever. I think, I think y'all will rock with it. Next up, next up, next up, man. Uh, before we get to uh, what's, what's on the, the docket here, I'd like to say uh, Tessera by our man JR. That's on DSPs right now. So that's J.A.R.R.R. Check him out. He's a lyricist. Super, super fire uh, project that he um, put out. Long live uh, Big B that he has on there. Uh, his friend that was uh, recently um, passed away due to, due to some... Uh, I won't really get into it, but I just want to say, you know, shout out to him and this project. I know this project meant a lot to him, uh, putting this out after he, he debuted his uh, his project, his album, rather, that came out as well. So I just wanted to shout that out before we got into the next project, which is Summer Walker's Still Over It. I know we ain't get to this, Prez, man. So, uh, you know, how, how do you feel about uh, Summer Walker's project? I mean, I don't feel like we had to get to it. I mean, if you got social media on anything, man, like everybody was talking about this album and all the the little hints about the converse, uh about her relationship and all this. And like, I mean, this is what you expect. Somebody breaks up. Uh, that's an R&B artist. And it, 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 they make a gold type album like this is the go-to album like right now for all that stuff so yeah <laughs> I, it's mary I begin- j blige reincarnated man yeah yeah, yeah. I, like i'm trying to sit here and think about like just r&b like great albums a lot of them come from like that breakup that heartbreak <laughs> yeah yeah for sure male, to the male point or where, female to the point where i think like man I hope relationships don't go right for some of my R&B artists. Just so, <laughs> so you can get, get some good R&B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, it's just very solid project all the way through. I think some of the, a lot of stuff was still produced by uh, London on track, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the project for sure. Um, you Hello, know, but sh- yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I said a lot of stuff was still produced by the uh, X and stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So, but I mean. Uh, yeah, Sean she, she Garrett executive produced it too as well. So, um, you know, singer songwriter himself. So he he killed the the writing on this. So that's fire as well. But I mean, I, I like a lot of it, man. Um, my wife my wife actually enjoys this project a lot. So yeah, same here. What's some of the joints off here that you uh that you were rocking with from from your perspective? Oh, yeah, bro. I do not. Go ahead. Nah, you gonna have to go on this one because I ain't got the list up yet. Go ahead, take over. Oh man, yeah, fourth baby mama for sure was an eye opener. <laughs> that one was funny. Just I had I went straight to that uh uh switch it N word out. That one yeah. was uh was funny. Then screwing, I went to that with Omarion because yeah. uh, I really rock with uh, Omarion. A lot of people sleep on how dope he is. And then the uh the Cardi oh, B Icebox, feature. Huh? Yeah, I like oh I'm, I'm Icebox where my heart used <laughs> to be. I'm so cold. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no love with scissor. I was about to say the scissor joint, right? Yep. Yeah. So and then uh, my wife stay getting on JT from City Girls talking about how she can't rap or whatever. <laughs> but hey, man, you know that they not here to rap, man. They did provide a presence on the beat, man. I, I I'm not getting too much into the, the rapping skills of a JT from City Girls. We all know she can't rap, but. Uh, you know, but it was, it was a cool feature, you know what I mean? And then uh, Bitter, you know, the narration by Cardi B, man. This this thing was all over the place emotionally or whatever. Uh, crazy, man. Whole whole cat get a whole album dedicated to him, man. So his, his shit all on Front Street. Hey, hey got to give it up. His hats off to all uh, bad relationships with our R&B artists. It always prints gold for us. <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to cash in on your pain. So we definitely <laughs> appreciate you, London, on the track for uh, for giving us this 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 great body of work by Summer Walker. Keep keep on hurting them, man. Keep on hurting them. Hey, everybody got to play <laughs> their role, right? Play your role. You played it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm not. I can't judge four baby mamas. Whatever. Yeah. I can't judge. <laughs> As, hey, uh, and we we getting off these jokes, man. I don't know if it was like domestic violence or anything up in there, like uh, like oh uh, yeah, course yeah. We, I'm not of course we don't condone none of that, but we just I'm not saying, that deep into the story. I don't I yeah, don't know so, much outside of so we just the, we just letting the, off a few jokes and just keep yeah. rolling. Like, hey, don't, yeah, don't, don't hold cancel to me. That. I don't got I don't got, I don't got enough money to combat being canceled quite yet. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anyway. Last but not least, man, uh, uh, uh one of our favorites, man, um, a spitter uh, from Brooklyn. Joel Ortiz, he dropped autograph, and um, you know, I let you, I let you lead in, man. I know you got to it, so, but I don't know if you finished it. I, I haven't finished it, you know. Uh, like I, I started listening to a couple albums. Like I said, the family was here, so short week uh, trying to get to it, and I just didn't have enough time. So I know I listened to the lead single that you had, had sent me. Listened to like one or other two other tracks off of it, and that was about it. And uh, it's, it's gonna get on my list, man. And I, I just want to take that too, man. Like just. You know, some of these artists come out and you want to you wanna get to them, but at the same time, man, there's a lot of stuff that came out in the year, I, and this is my time to start looking back and getting my list and stuff together, so my, my patience gets a little bit thin with some of these things, too. I don't know if that's the right approach to take for this, man, but, I mean, that's, that's something you got to think about when you're coming around in the fourth quarter and stuff like this, uh, uh, even for somebody who tried to listen as much hip-hop as possible, like, uh, I, I want to appreciate the music and not just be a critic 100% of the time. And I don't feel like I really got to appreciate the music like I want to. So I'm going back to a lot of those albums I really loved uh, this year. And I'm, I'm listening to those a lot, you know. And then, you know, with that said, once you go back to those albums that you live with this year, then you're going back to joints from 2020 that were dope. Like, you're like, damn, because like, you know, I was just thinking like this week I was listening to a lot of older stuff. Same same as you. I just got my listens in because I happen to have a lot of paperwork to do um, this week at work. So I got a lot of listening in because I didn't have to move and shake all week. So that that was a rarity. But, and, you know, in other times, man, it's really just me the day of right before or the evening before we pod. I'm really jam packing everything in and not listening for good feeling, but I'm just listening. And if something knocks my socks off, then they did their job because I'm really listening to be able to give people, oh, how I felt about it. But if they really knock my socks off, that means they're doing their job musically. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm listening from a critic standpoint and not from just let me just throw this shit on and see how this sounds. You know what I'm saying? And if it if it wows me, it wows me. And I like to listen to it like in that setting to where I'm not being critical about shit. I'm just I'm just checking out some of my favorite favorite joints. Like I got a lot of guys who 
may not necessarily be the best rapper or whatever, but they put me in a good fucking mood and they don't have to be lyrical. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm just going back, listen to that. And then I was the one guy I was bringing up was Reason. I know I was listening to like his little three pack EP. He dropped a week or two ago. And then now I went down to Reason rabbit hole. This is Reason from uh, Top Dog Entertainment, TDE. Went down his rabbit hole, saw Kendrick back in concert. Went down a rabbit hole with Kendrick. Next thing you know, I saw a Kaz feature from Dreamville. Listen to his old album. And next thing you know, like I'm all, all old stuff. And and that's just how it happens. You know what I'm saying? It's just one thing leads leads to another. And, um, you know, then a few singles came out. So the Rick Ross single came out. Like it's just like a lot of things I was bouncing around with. So I definitely feel you on that where there's a spitter like Joel Ortiz to, you know, with, again, kind of coming back to the album we're talking about. It's called Autograph by Joel Ortiz. Then you have a guy like Joel Ortiz, who we absolutely love. Hard was the last project he dropped with him and um, mm-hmm. King Crooked. We love that project. That mm-hmm. dropped, what, in 2020, bro? 2020. Yeah, around yeah, so April, May time frame. Yeah, so, and that was one of our favorite albums. I don't know if it made any end-of-year list for us, but I know we spoke highly of it um, from the from a rapping and, and production standpoint. So I got through this project one time, and... Again, was listening for from a critique standpoint, but it forced me to pay attention because it made me say, "God damn, man, this guy's like he's gotten better, and he's speaking to our our life pretty much." I won't say like completely to our life, but I'm just saying from um older older males, you know, kids, you know, on the other side of life, you know, now getting in, you know, we we worked hard, we've done our twenty years in whatever our our military fields and. You know, you're continue. You retire. You continue to do your thing. I'm still doing my thing in the military, and in a lot of different things that uh, we struggled and went through in our 20s, we're no longer going through that. Like we're on, we're on a better side of things. I will, you know what I mean? All the hard work is paying off, and that's kind of what this album is is a liking to. So that's where I I gravitated to. So even though I didn't really want to give it all the time in the world, once I listened to it that one time. Right before we get on our pod, I'm playing it again because I actually enjoyed it. So, but it's it's hard to cut through, man. If you don't have, if you don't have certain music on there, um, you know, it's gonna be hard to cut through. So, I definitely, definitely feel you on that. Trying to listen to enjoy music, it's it's a struggle every week, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like I said, like some of these albums, they came back through later on. I listened to them like a week or two later and, you know, I was like, damn, what, what was I even thinking? So uh, hopefully, I, like you like you said, like this is one of the artists that we both like. So I know it come back around. I listen to them and then I, I give my, my full thoughts on that. I don't listen to the whole album. But yeah, that's kind of where I was at, man, this week, man. I listened and I kind of, like you saying, went back down the rabbit hole, listening to albums that I really, really liked and, you know, trying to finalize my, my list and uh, getting that knocked down because what what is it? November what fourteenth now? Fourteenth, uh, yeah, yeah. We got like a, a month, and we got to have all those other lists done. So, yeah, time yeah, is short, yeah, man. This is what we do. Was he speaking of lists? He's talking about our end of year wrap up. This is probably our third year doing it for you guys as far as a podcast, but this is like our twentieth year doing it as far as friends. So, I mean, I, what I'm like about seventeen and three at this point. Uh, in terms of the years <laughs> <laughs> and French, I give him a good three all years. Lies. A couple years, couple years he done got me, you know. 
but we do a mid we've done a mid year review two years in a row. So y'all can go definitely check that out uh, on our podcast like around May June time frame. We did a mid year review, so go check those out. See if some of those mid year review albums you haven't caught, and maybe you need to catch up so you know what we're talking about when we talk about our end of year wrap up. We don't have the format. It may follow something close or similar to what we did in the mid year review, but Mr. Perez, aka uh, Exec P, part two. He, he's coming up with all the lists and and doing his thing, and I, I'm sure you guys are gonna enjoy enjoy that that podcast. So we're gonna release those and and get those out as soon as we come up with the categories. And and sometime in mid December, you guys can start listening to those those lists. So we we love that time of the year. So yeah, what what Cash is uh going on about is just like at the, at mid year point, I said like we should break out these in some of the categories and everything, right? But at the same time. Cash throughout the since the mid year review, then kind of implanted. If you watch, listen to all the episodes, you know I don't know if we should give everybody trophies. So uh, we're in a bit of a debate. Do we do we break it down to more categories? Do we just keep it as a top ten list? Uh, uh, what what are y'all thoughts on it? Should should more people get appreciated? I mean, because rap has a bunch of different subgenres now. I think, and I think when we try to just give it to just one single, break it down to ten. We kind of get kind of swayed extremely by our personalities, which Cash is saying is not a bad thing. But I'm saying like we kind of leave out a lot. And that's that's kind of why I want to give us some subgenres and, you know, probably break it down from where we're doing top 10 on a lot of these. We do top three of each one of yeah, these top categories three, top five and then just, we can go overall top five for the year or something like that. That's that's kind of where I was going at. But we we haven't decided completely on that but we got to narrow it down here in like another another week or two and just run with it so we'll let y'all know on next episode we may have it down like how we actually gonna do it so definitely a work in progress so we're gonna talk to our co-collaborator iggy and and some other folks we may bring on to kind of help handle the 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 load (laughs) that 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 is man that's a lot of music listening a lot of you know catching up with with things and how you felt back in march april you know, January time frame. I mean, look, man, Benny Conway dropped at the top of the year projects. Harry Frost been on fire. It's a lot of different things that done dropped this year to where you, you somebody going to have to be left out. I, I'm on the side of just leaving them out. I, that, that, that is where I'm at. But, you know, we, we going to discuss it with all our collaborators and see what everybody thinks is more <laughs> appropriate. And we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something like Press said. And then that's why this fourth quarter gets real, real like, uh, I mean, you got to really have a fire project. I mean, because nobody want to get caught up in recency bias and then you got to compare it to each one. And then lies. I don't have five <laughs> listens, 10 <laughs> listens to this other album. And then, you know, I may only had two with this one. Am I going to evaluate it on the same? I, I don't know. I mean, but some of those names done slipped up in here. You know what I mean? I think Iggy had uh, the Kid Cudi up in there last year. Y'all do year. it every damn year. Y'all do it every <laughs> damn year. Y'all slide one of these November 28th albums in. <laughs> It'd be like, I've been there. I mean, I listened to it like 30 times, man. I'm like, all right, man. If you just like this shit, man, just put it in there. You ain't got to justify it no more. I mean, at this point, y'all do it every year. So <laughs> might, might as well just, if it come out the day before and you want to include it, whatever, you know, let, let the people, let the people, put it on record. You know what I mean? Put it on record. And then maybe next year we'll laugh about it or at the mid-year review. Be like, are you still listening to that uh 
little boo boo album. You know what I mean? And then we call you out on that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm letting all everything fly. I'm gonna give you shit about it. But Prez, I got something random that just popped in my head with all the stuff okay. I've been scrolling on social media all all week. In a day in Vegas, Kendrick Lamar headline concert. Do we get a Kendrick album before the year's out? I think it has to. I think that's kind of what it's been leading up to. I think, uh, yeah, man. I think it should. What should I say? We have to. Now I'm saying we should. Like, I don't know, Cash. I'm I'm, I'm everywhere with <laughs> I it, I don't man. know. <laughs> I'm everywhere with it. But, I mean, like, I would love for it with uh, all the other juggernauts that came out this year. Kind of puts them in on a level playing field where we can evaluate him against a J. Cole uh, Wale, uh, a Drake, uh, uh, Kanye. Like, we got to make that hard decision at the end of the year. Which one of these? The Tyler, the creators, right? Because that was the album of the yeah. year back yeah, in that's uh, one June, of Yeah, that's right? one of my favorite for sure. Uh, so, <laughs> hopefully, he steps up to the competition and not run from it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I like I like that type of talk. I like that type of competition talk, man. So that that's the music album reviews. That's that's what we've listening to listening to or the people that are that have piqued our interest. So go check those albums out. Even if we didn't cover it, you know, at full, these are these are people that we feel like you should listen to, regardless of whether we listen to it or not. So go check those projects out. Let us know how you feel about it and definitely go back to the mid-year review. See some of our thoughts on that. This is some of our best material. I have, if I don't toot my own horn on, on what we do each and every week uh, that we drop annually, and we always look forward to those. So check those out. So moving on, moving on. Uh, where you want to start? NFL, NBA. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with NFL. Some of the stuff that's going out. Like, uh, let's jump out on it real quick, and uh, let's speak on the Aaron Rodgers because I think that was our one of our main topics last week. Well, they came down with punishment for Aaron Rodgers for his uh, vaccination or lack of vaccination, immunization, he's saying immunized versus vaccination, uh, but just going against the NFL protocols. And if we have any presidents to stand on, we got the 2020 uh, presidents, right, where when teams were not allowing all this stuff, they got heavily fined. Uh, the players and coaches got heavily fined, too, for participating in events like this, all the way to the point where some people was uh, on, on the verge of losing draft picks. I think they recanted and, uh, right before the draft and gave them those draft picks back. But, I mean, the fines kind of stood their ground. And I'm like, you're, you're talking about certain organizations, <clears throat> Raiders getting fined like uh, almost half a million dollars, you know, for some of these outbreaks. Uh, so now uh, uh, a year and a half into it and presidents being set, wait, we got to stand on presidents, right? Uh, so we got uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers both out here and we've seen half a million dollar fines because people know the rules and you're just deliberately disobeying them now. And what do we get cash? You got a slap on the hand, but you got to consider the culprit, right? Let's let's let's, let's look at this objectively. I, I always like to look at shit objectively before I charge in with a thought. How many times has Aaron Rodgers been in trouble with the league overall? Regardless of what he did, regardless of being white, I'm going to put that out there because I know, <laughs> you know, I know that's where where we go with things at times, and and it is what it is. You know, sometimes it's a different set of rules, and let's not act like we don't we don't get that right. Uh, we we we'd be foolish to say that we don't look at things that way. But I think that yo man, this dude hasn't really been in trouble with the league before. So the fact that he got a slap on the wrist and is the poster boy, one of the poster boys for the NFL, eh, I expected it. I expected it. 
Is it right or wrong? I don't really have a I don't have an opinion on right or wrong, but I just say I expected this type of uh, leniency in terms of a punishment based on he hasn't done shit prior to this. So see, that's see, not this. Let me jump in on, in on this. Now you're saying like he hasn't done anything, but I look at it as like I can't hear you, bro. I can't hear you. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, no, nah, I can. Yep. I don't know what happened. Uh, You can still hear me, right? Yeah, you good now. Back I didn't normal. change up nothing. It just went away and came back. So I got to cut. Oh, it's all now, good. Now I got to know where I got to cut this. Uh, like, uh, okay. Ah, dang. You'll, you'll see it. You'll see it in uh, the frequencies. Okay. So now I want to jump in right here because you're saying that he hasn't done nothing wrong and like this is his first incident, but I look at it totally different. This is pure evidence that they're willing to cover up things and hide stuff that he does for a long periods of time from, from the public. So who am I to say, this is the only thing that he's done. This is the only thing that you allowed us to see. So I would like to think of what we learned from Aaron Rodgers over the past year he's very snaky and sneaky and he'd have done a lot of things. And I may think that that's the reason he's 40 something years going on 40 years old, still playing. He's on steroids. Prez, I got to call you out, man. <laughs> I like, you know, you know, you know, I like to, you know, I like to call out hypocrisy when I see it. And I got to call you out the last couple months. We were fortunate enough to be stationed together out here in Germany. I saw a lot more of you. Not that I didn't want to see a lot more of you, but I just did. <laughs> You were supposed to be at work a lot of those times, friends. You were not there. <laughs> you were not there. You didn't show up. <laughs> you didn't give a fuck about showing up. <laughs> you were out of pocket and in violation. Cash. Did anybody find? Did anybody get? Did anybody roll up on you? They were like, "Nah, you got seniority. You you've served your time. You've done your thing. You know what I mean. You haven't gotten in trouble your entire career. All right, we understand you retiring." You know, we know you're bullshitting about where you're at. We know you're at home, not doing nothing, but you're not coming in either. You know what I mean? You, you know, you you just vanish. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like like with Aaron Rodgers, man. You know, he doesn't he doesn't earn his sweat equity. You know what I mean? White or not, white or indifferent, I just feel like, hey, man, he earned his keep as being one of the best players. And the best players don't get those type of suspensions, man. They don't get those type of heavy heavy fines upon um. Levied upon them, especially when they ain't been in no shit prior to that. We we know what how this go. Do it make it right or wrong? Mm, I'm indifferent, but I just say and I expected it. That that's all I'm saying. See, I didn't know that you had this type of animosity to my uh, seniority on these situations and just hating that I wasn't coming to work. I, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot from somebody I call the so-called friend that's snitching on me now. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, past the statute of, limits, uh, statute of limitations now. Right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, good thing you said statute of limitations. Like, because now I got to set presidents once again. Like, when I'm saying, like, when you're doing these fines and stuff, is clearly defined. And when somebody steps outside those lines, they're getting fined tremendously for it, right? Well, we had Denzel Perryman, who played the, uh, who's part of the Raiders, who played the Philadelphia Eagles, what, three weeks ago now? Yeah, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Uh, received no no penalties during that game, but all of a sudden is getting hit with a $55,000 fine for hitting Jalen Hurts. And they saying that it was egregious. And 
the quarter that they're saying that it happened was first quarter, and they said it happened on a run. Well, I would. I don't people, even remember that shit. People, exactly. People that went back and reviewed this tape, and it's 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 nothing that's extremely evident. Like so, it's like it wasn't called during the game, and you can go back and find somebody fifty five thousand dollars for this, and then you got rules that are just clearly stated and. Let's say ninety five percent of the NFL who's abiding by these rules <laughs> don't see no problem in it, but he does, and then it's just fourteen thousand dollars. That is crazy, bro. That is crazy. Yeah, he that, was that, he that, was that's, adding. That's, that's low. That kind that is low. He man. was he was, he was I said he was at <laughs> and and the reason he got caught because he was at like a Halloween party event. And like I said, presidents I got to set with is the Raiders again because they was one who was caught frequently last year and they they got the punishment that they got. And, you know, it was a bunch of fines most of the time. And the Raiders had an event in the public and where they didn't have masks on and stuff like this. This was Derek Carr and uh, like three, four other members of the team that got hit up. And they got hit with larger fines than this. And that was their first time. Derek, Derek Carr is a choir boy. Like he don't he don't mess up like this, you know what I mean? And I'm just saying, just presidents of it, like just with Aaron Rodgers, he 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 getting over easy on this man, and yeah. I think it's just it's a damn shame. I feel, I feel you, I feel you. I, I, you know, yeah, it is it is what it is, man. We I mean we we got some some precedents now for viol- like blatant violation, so now we got something to compare it to. So let's see who's who's the next person to lie about being vaccinated or immunized. And let's see how they get treated, and then we got something to go off of. But until then, I just I, yeah. I I get what you're trying to say just with the vaccination, but I ain't trying to keep it there. I'm just saying just clearly defined rules. Somebody breaks it, and he gets fourteen thousand dollars. So at this point, any rule that's broken the first time, that's the new standard to me. That is yeah, the new standard. It has to, yeah, it is. It is, but it's not the same week that this happened. Fifty five thousand dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, but you know, it's it's different things, right? Because I know CD Lamb was on a podium uh saying certain things. CD Lamb, a wide receiver at the Cowboys, saying, uh, talking about his punishments for uniform infractions and their consider their amounts are blowing Aaron Rodgers. Um sh- the shit that Aaron Rodgers did as far as uh not being vaccinated and kind of moving around and doing the different things he was doing and um, violating protocol, so to speak. Uh, that far surpassed what Aaron Rodgers is doing. However, you know, what CeeDee Lamb didn't mention is he's a repeat offender, and it's happened time and time and time again. So, you know what I mean? Like two different spectrums of things and, and, and level of gravity that, you know, it's kind of involving. But, you know, the, there's already mandates out there for uniform infractions. You do it again and again and again, it just keeps on going up. And I think these... these uh. These fines are fucking ridiculous. I would like to know where what happens with these these fines and where this money goes. Does it goes? Does it go back to the kids of these uh, NFL programs that they have? Does it go to you know HBCUs or college? You know whatever. You know what I'm saying? What does it go to? Go back into and the I, owners' does it go pockets. To the pensions, That's what it does. You know the <laughs> pensions of prior uh, players. Like well, I, I would love to know where this money, this fine money, actually goes to. And I know much. exactly where it goes. Cash. I can tell you, like I did some research and uh, over the weekend, and it's the only logical explanation of where it could go. Back into the Rams organization, because how in the world they still got money to sign people? 
Segway King. <laughs> man, oh, man. I'm, oh, that was good, Fred. That was good, man. You got to point it out when you see it. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit, I don't know, man. It's, 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 one of, it's some things like the Lakers, man. It's them L.A. teams, man. They got money in abundance. They find a way. They find a way to sign a guy. I mean, they essentially signed OBJ for about the same price they had Deshaun Jackson at. So, I mean, really losing Deshaun Jackson was gaining an OBJ. And uh, anybody going to tell you that, uh, you know, he may not be the deep threat that Deshaun Jackson could be had they been going to Deshaun Jackson, which they really wasn't. Uh, Cup became the guy now, you know. But, you know, blessing in disguise because with Woods being, you know, tearing his ACL, fucking at the same first practice that they had together as a group, man. Whew, this signing couldn't come in, you know, enough time. My God, God, Lee, man. But, you know, you know, prayers to Woods, man. Hopefully he makes a good comeback because he's a kid, talented receiver. But it's this OBJ thing has to work now, don't, don't you think, man? Yeah. I mean, and now, now nobody can question it. Like, why, why did they do it? I mean, it, it makes perfect sense now. I mean, yeah. oh, early in the week I was just like, where does he fit in? Now it's just like, okay. That's where he goes. Did you see the press conference of when they were talking to Matt Stafford about having OBJ into the fold? Did he seem excited to you? Nah. It just seemed like he was just another guy, right? Yeah. Because that's, that's that's honestly how it looked like it was going to be until, <laughs> until this situation that happened. It was just like, well, he'll get, Yo, he'll get some. How, though? Like, how? I know OBJ hasn't been in the top 10 because of injury or in in recent consciousness of wide receivers there's been some guys that surpassed them based on them getting better in terms of you know i know Devonte adams was joking but saying hey i'm securing my spot i don't care if i want i want him over here if you want to come over here to green bay you know arizona possibly was in play but i could tell you why cash him. i could tell you why because matthew stafford had megatron and that's why a lot of people said his numbers were high and like he was leaning off a lot of that. And then him being in Detroit, even though he was constantly throwing a lot of it was like garbage time, time frame. Cause he was, they was losing quite a bit and they kind of questioned his character and his, his arm strength and his ability to lead as a quarterback. Well, you got bring him over here to LA and yeah, you have these names, but the quarterback play is very evident and you can kind of see how he was that much better than golf now, right? And now you throw this other bigger than life character uh, or athlete, and uh, you, you, with all this skill, and now if his numbers hit a crazy amount of number, where does that credit go to? It got to go to Stafford. You think so, or you think yeah, like? Or you, go, do, I think do, it has you think to go they to say, Stafford. "Oh, OBJ was just hidden over that time frame. This was the talent was still there, and he elevated Stafford." So. I think that kind of part, yeah. Athletes I say, it, go, say, I get, I say it goes to the guy that's tossing a rock, though, mm. right? Because if, if you ask me that question, we were t- we both are on record saying Baker wasn't that guy. He's trash. you know what I mean. <laughs> so he's not that guy. So if you know OBJ gets over here and starts doing the same things, same routes, but the balls are on target, or if he outruns uh, a DB or a safety and the ball is on target. You got to get a credit to the guy that's targeting him, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Because nothing is changing in OBJ's world, in, in my mind, because, you know, I mean, his daddy dropped the the, <laughs> the video, <laughs> and that man was open a lot of times. But, you know, Baker but Baker was the same size as me, man. You know what I mean? I, I think I might be taller than Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. I think you and Baker probably got more in common in terms of height. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we about five, five, five. <laughs> five, five, I could barely see over. 
you know, uh, middle linebacker. So, again, man, it's hard to get that ball down the field when you're 5'5", man. But uh, Matt, Matt Stafford, man, he got, a, he got an arm still, and he's balling. And as long as uh, OBJ could accept, you know, where he stands in the pecking order, you know, he may be number two, but uh, that's a plethora of options I would love to have. I'd love to have a Cooper Cup and um, and an OBJ at my disposal with the way that, that offense is rolling. Yeah, man. The rich get richer. I mean, on both sides, man. Aaron yep, Rodgers uh-huh. situation, and then now you got L.A. over here who was, man, on the verge of, you know. And then what? Now the Cardinals, what, Deshaun? Uh, not Deshaun. Uh, Diop is not playing this week, so they got some injury issues, man. It's going to give just L.A. just getting that, that extra little bump. Um all right, man. Uh, I think that kind of about rounds out like the NFL or the stuff. That, oh, no, 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 no. We got to speak on one thing, man. The man who goes in the booth and just comes out on the other side with something net, with the S on his chest. Superman is back, y'all. He back. He back. <laughs> yeah, Cam Newton, man. That's a good, great thing to see, man. I saw so many Cam Newton jerseys out. Um, I was just going to grab some beers and chilling, uh, you know, kind of kicking it, you know, walking around the mall earlier uh, today and I saw like at least no shit like five six Cam Newton jerseys uh whatever cats were smiling from ear to ear and I was like yo y'all still bad though and he's like but it's good to have him back yeah it's good <laughs> it's good that he gets like I mean that he gonna get ended on his terms ended on his terms and even if it goes soft the team was bad everybody knows it was bad uh but just giving some type of uh you know good good faith uh, move gesture like in, in, at the end of this career, man. Like that's, that's hey, good. Prez. You know the funniest thing about it though is the backup to the backup to the backup is still getting paid, and uh, the guy that they they let go in Cam Newton is back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that shit is funny as hell. I mean, oh man, so that that ownership group man had to come back to Cam after all all this bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and, and they still owe money to guys that they let go that um that they traded. And, and let go of Cam for so it's, it's it's funny funny to see funny to see man so but yeah man what do you what do you think uh do you want to get into some storylines for the rest of the season or you want to leave that for next week let let yeah um, we'll leave that for play that. out yeah, we'll let that yeah I think yeah, we we'll let, let this play out play man out. I mean this will be like the halfway point too truly throughout the season yeah yeah I think a lot of a lot of playoff positions and seating will be painfully clear in the next week and we can really start getting into covering uh the the NFL at large but yeah. before we all I know out, before, all I know is about this NFL this year man like this last week that just happened with all these sorry teams beating these uh established teams just like I could see one or two games like that going that way but then as many of them went this way this past week man NFL man it's hard to satisfy it's, Vegas it's man. hard to think that y'all ain't in in the cahoots <laughs> with with the casinos man Gotta gotta satisfy Vegas, man. At least once once twice a year, man. You gotta see those things. But I mean, I'm just I just hate the fact that um you know the Eagles weren't beneficial to that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> shit, if you're gonna let a lot of bum teams get some wins, at least let us get one too. You know what I mean? Shit, let us get in on the uh while they getting good, man. But it is it is what it is, man. So. I know we had some NBA stuff on the docket, man. I know you recently went to a Wizards game, man. You went to chop, chop it up, see how the, how good the Wizards look like in a, this weird year that is the NBA with a bunch of teams that we didn't necessarily see being at the top of uh, top of their conference are there, and the Bulls and the Wizards. And I mean, you got firsthand in Orlando. You had some front row seats 
keep telling people you a Magic fan in disguise, you know. Yeah, to the well, I'm going to go ahead Magic. and jump out on that right now, man. I, I made the decoration with my kids because they get a little bit torn. They they want to be Magic fans, and I told them, you know what, I'll be a Magic fan with them. So my allegiance has been switched. I'm, I'm going to be a Magic fan with my kids because they go there with so much hope just to get disappointed every night that we go to these games, man. But, uh, you know, they enjoy it. I enjoy it. So it's the venture. I'm, I'm hoping we can turn this around. I don't see it happening in the, this year or next year. Uh, <laughs> y'all got y'all got like a nice y'all y'all, y'all got a light uh, nice man, bro, young like squad they, there though. Bo, Bo Mamba, uh, Franz Wagner, yeah, Suggs, uh, Cole Anthony. Like y'all got some guys there that you know, given some time, you know, to be able to be together. Like they can be a nice little young team that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. If they, you know, make the, the the good progressions that they should make. But, right now, uh, yeah. I said, like my kids said, they, they why they can't aim? Why they can't aim? They always miss the goal. That's O I V, huh? Yeah. Oh man, I knew it. Man. <laughs> yeah, you just be point out the obvious, man. But shit, <laughs> he's just right. Why they can't aim to shoot the ball in? Why they can't put it in the hoop? Oh, that's funny, man. How the, how the Wizards look, man, uh, live, man? Because I know they're number man. one in the East right now. So, as a Lakers fan as well, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of pain for me to see, like, on this Wizard team, you got KCP, you got Kuzma out there just lighting it up, just doing it dirty, man. Like, uh, they seem like they come together as some shooters, man, and actually, like, uh, legit as some starters, man. And they, they finally, like, the same thing with, like, Rando and everything, you know? Like, I think we give up on the players too quick, and you don't give them time to kind of grow. And now they seem we, like. We, who's We. Okay, my fault. The Lakers. Come on, don't know. Yes, I switching. I switching your tone now. <laughs> Come on, man. The Lakers. I'm gonna uh, give you give you this week. All right. The Lakers don't 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 get the players time enough to grow, uh, and they they want that instant success. And some of the times that stuff got to build, and it it definitely seemed like they they're building uh, and allowed to uh, grow a little bit more on that Wizard team, and it's gonna it's gonna benefit them big time. Yeah. Uh, Benefit that team in that city. They're like they're they're gonna bring some wins. They're they're growing into their own. Of course, that was that was I was watching firsthand against uh you know the Magic, so it wasn't really <laughs> much of a contest. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> they, I they can't even good. joke on the Magic. They beat the Knicks this year, so I mean it is, it is what it is. I mean I think we'll get the best of them for the rest of the one, remainder. One of our three wins, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we beat y'all too. We beat y'all too. So it's one one. But I think, we'll, well, of course, we'll win that season series. But definitely, we, um, head to a Knicks game, man. Pick up some Knicks merch while you're at it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what what you got? What you what you looking at over there? Well, how how your teams looking? I mean, uh, we, uh, we, I, I give you both of them. You can speak on both because uh, we just lost to the other one. Uh, speaking of which, I was about to go to that game, but I kind of. I uh, got extended from work, but the Brooklyn Nets was down this way uh, on Wednesday, and uh, man, I'm glad I didn't go and take the kids to that because we would just been really looking bad. I think hey, KD man, had like them, thirty in like the first greatness. quarter. <laughs> 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 Harden went off for thirty. It was just it was just horrible, man. So hey, uh, speaking of which, man, it may be safe for you if you take them to a Lakers game or a Nets game. Maybe you could switch your allegiance again. Maybe maybe I via talk you in since this is since your kids is your, your weak soft point. <laughs> maybe your kids can talk you into you know being a fan of some other team that come there and destroy y'all. So ho- hopefully it's 
<laughs> Hopefully you don't have to be a Magic fan for long. So y'all heard it here. First Press is a Magic fan. It's officially stamped. His kids got him weak at the knees, you know, as our kids will have us from time to time. So it, it, hey, man, I, I understand. I understand. I can't let them suffer alone, man. I can't let them take them, suffer take, them to, take them to see some good teams. Maybe they see the greatness in a KD or a LeBron when LeBron come back and then they automatically flip back. You never know, man. Reverse psychology, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, man, as for me, man, the Knicks and, uh, you know, just we're, we're up and down, man. We started off pretty hot, but, you know, we lost a few here, um, two in a row now. So, uh, you know, I, we look good out there. I don't have no real real issues with them. I think we're just not consistent. Our starters are, are playing poorly. They're not really setting the tone for the game. And something is off with Julius Randle. Even though he's scoring and leading the team, I just feel like he's taking too much on his shoulders. So, and R.J. Barrett has – he's ascending. You know what I mean? Like, he's becoming that lockdown guy, and he's scoring as well. And, you know, Kimball Walker and that Derrick Rose dynamic is a little, you know, still figuring it out. Derrick Rose is coming and doing his thing, but Kimball Walker is up and down. If he misses his first three shots, you know it's a wrap for him for that rest of that game. He ain't going to do well. So it's just kind of get some consistency out of Kimba. I'm not worried about them overall. I think we make it back to the playoffs. Um, we have to get in that top four seed again to have a home playoff run to be able to kind of get to the second round and make some noise before people truly become believers. But we're a competent team. We can win any game, anywhere, and that's kind of where, you know, you hope to be as a fan. So, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. But I'll leave the rest of my NBA talk. I think next week we'll be at, you know, about 15 games, each, each team, 15, close to 20 games completed and I think we could have a good conversation leading into the holidays and the Christmas games and start picking up some of our NBA talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's about wrapped us up, man, right? Yeah, man, that's a wrap, man. I'm t- I'm tired of talking to your black ass, man. I'm trying to watch my Eagles lose again. I got my Cunningham jersey. I broke out the big guns today. You know what I'm saying? Hoping hoping for some of that old magic. Yeah. Hoping the Eagles can win, you yeah. know what I mean? So, it is what it is, man. 3 picks in the first round, so you know, I've transitioned in my fandom, but, you know, hate hate to see losses pile up. Yeah. Yeah, man. And we got the Sunday night game versus the Chiefs, the Raiders do. And, uh, yeah, man. I, I just want to end it like we're saying on my little switch to the magic, man. My kids kind of used my own logic against me, man. They was just like, I was like, well, what team do you stay for? Where you where you live at? Orlando? Well, you got to go for the home team. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, they got they got you good on that, man. All all of the shit you all the poison you've been putting in your kids' head, man, finally came back to haunt you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the all the stupid shit. Where where you from? Well, you got to rep that team. No, you don't. No, you don't. Why are you telling these kids that? You do not have to stay in an abusive relationship at all. At all. You can leave at any time, kids. You know, you set these kids up to fail, man. Yeah, they they came back and drug me down with them. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, so man. you you be easy, man. I hit hit you up throughout the week, man, as we normally do. This is episode one thirty four. I'm Cash, aka Exec P, one half of the DSC, and my man on the line, Mr. Press. We out.